This week, we're talking everything you need to know when purchasing a Century Home. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us this week. I always appreciate you guys tuning in week in and week out. I know Brandy does as well. Um, we have the special announcement. Well, I guess not announcement. We're we have evolving. our new sign. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about growing last week. It's still growing. So yeah. let us know what you think about the new sign. Uh, if you have any ideas or cool things that you think might fill in this space, uh, we're also debating getting a high top table, I think we mentioned. So I bas basically we're trying to look less floaty. Yeah, I think this is coming along all right for yeah. week number two in the brand new studio. Mm -hmm. So uh, let's jump right into it, I guess. We want to talk about everything you need to know when purchasing a historic home. It's not like a her century home, rather. It's not like purchasing a regular home. I mean, it is, but there's certain things you want to look for, right? So yeah. I guess let's start ramming off some of the things that you want to look for if you're considering purchasing a century home. Uh, the first one, my kind of biggest concern is because I'm not that I'm so much, I guess I'm so much about health, but uh, a lot of these times there's previous renos that over time you have no idea what went on. Wallpaper, flooring, asbestos is a huge one. There's asbestos tile in a house that I've seen. It's just little things to be concerned about, especially if you have children, mm -hmm. I'd be concerned about it. Especially when you're purchasing, you know, they're over a hundred years old. So people have done renovations probably every 10 to 20 years, things have been added, changed, certain things like that. And the building code wasn't always the same as it yeah. was today. So you got to think maybe somebody made a modification in the sixties, the seventies, the eighties, where the code may not have been what it is today. So you might find yourself with, uh, not the greatest renovation. Yeah. And right? let's patchy hit patchy wiring, yeah. patchy stuff like that. Are we can talk about wiring. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> we might as well throw um, one of the biggest concerns with wiring was knob and tube back in the day. And I think houses, some houses still have them. I've seen it and it's, it's slowly. It's not uncommon. Out. A lot of, I can't even think of how many homes. It's a lot of work to years. get it out. Right. And replace yeah. everything. Over the years, all the homes that I've seen with knob and tube, it's endless with these uh, these older homes that are 100 years. I've seen it dozens and dozens of times. It's a lot of work, especially because you have to rip out plaster to do it. And if you're ripping out plaster in a century home, which is another thing that's on this list, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but plaster walls is a huge mm -hmm. one. It's pretty much, you can't patch it to make it look mm -hmm. nice. You have to drywall it if you're making those holes. If you try to patch it, it never looks right. But knob and tube is a huge thing. It's a huge safety hazard. It can cause fires. That's why a lot of insurance companies won't even insure it. And if they do, they'll do it that you you know conditional that within the first thirty days, you're going to update the wiring. This is the beauty right now that you get to put inspections and conditions in your offer. Um, I think one of the biggest telltale signs about the knob and tube right is you can go in the basement and see the the knobs there mm -hmm. maybe you know what we'll post a picture we'll flash a picture yeah, here of what to look idea. for yeah yeah because it's it's pretty evident once you see it you know exactly what yeah. it is and then there's always people that run it like i've seen in a lot of cases and actually in a house that uh, i know somebody purchased the panel was updated the wiring coming from the panel was updated mm -hmm. the outlets looked all new but when you actually got into the wall when they did a renovation open it up in the wall it was connected to knob and tube wiring in the walls so that is something that you might expect unless you have, you know, that clarification or that document saying that all the electrical yeah. has been updated. It's, you never know. You could do that rental and find that knob and tube. So that's the thing when you're dealing with these 
renovations that have been done yeah. over the last hundred years. Yeah. Um, another think, one. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say the windows painted shut. Yeah. I've, I've Seriously. lived in a couple of homes and that's happened. I've tried to open the window before. It's you been hot. And some, what's going that. on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know we see it all the time, all the time painted. Like know. layers of paint yeah. though, like one layer, two layer, three layer, and you literally can't open the window. Yeah. And then they're usually single pane windows as yeah. well. Yeah. So like you said, energy efficiency, energy. I think you mentioned. Yeah. Um, Lead paint is a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, I only really know this because my husband does a lot of paint stuff with his, I guess, his business. But uh, lead paint ba- was like the common thing back then. Mm-hmm. And it's really, it's toxic. Mm-hmm. And while we're on the topic of lead, uh, we didn't put on this list, but I'm just thinking of it now, especially in the city of Hamilton, lead pipes running in uh, from the city, like from the street is a big thing. Yeah, for sure. City Hamilton has a program that they'll actually loan you money. You can do that and then pay it back over time through your property taxes. So that's a cool little program. If you want more info on that, just drop a comment below or reach out to us. Um, but that's also something you got to consider in these older homes. You might be dealing your with drinking that. water, drinking water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I think what else we got? Oh, leaky foundations. Yeah. I, I can't remember the last time I was in a house that was over hundred years old. that didn't have some sort of dampness or moisture in the yeah, basement. Yeah, you can smell it too, right? Or yeah. you see on the walls and they look yeah. discolored. It's so, it's that something because, because the foundations weren't built like they were built today. Like they weren't even built. These homes never had the intention of the basement being living space. It was just sort of where you put the utilities for the house, like yeah. the big old boilers and stuff like that. So now people want to convert them into living spaces, but it poses an issue because they're not as water resistant as today's modern foundations. So that's something you need to consider too, is you might have to do some sort of either interior weeping system or dig down and solve the problem with a barrier wrap around the exterior of the house, which can get quite costly. I know clients that have done it, it costs ten to $15,000 per side of the house, obviously depending on the size of your house, but that can get costly too. So expect that you are going to have a damp basement in one of these houses. I think uh, that's another good point with the energy systems. It is costly as well to convert um, the boiler to full furnace and forced air system so really that's something you might want to look at for sure and a lot of them you really can't even convert like because if, if it's boiler there's no ductwork right you got to yeah. put the ductwork in which it's is where cost. that cost comes from yeah. right? which means ripping out walls again mm-hmm. boom which can be done we did it in that house that uh i flipped last year with matt we the boiler we ran uh ductwork all through the house but we got it into the studs so it made it easy um otherwise it wouldn't be the simplest thing you could yeah. ju- you're pretty, pretty no. much doing it if you're doing a full renovation yeah but totally worth it yeah (laughs) (laughs) last one on the list heritage designation is something you need to watch out for this one scares me because if you don't know this going into it there's so many things you might not be able to change about the home like really simple things Mm -hmm. the architecture the walls the layout of the house well it's the exterior is mostly what that's their biggest concern is the exterior i know that um i have a cousin that has a heritage home in toronto and he wanted to change just the color of it and he has yeah. good approvals to change the color of the wood uh soft and all that yeah uh, to what he wanted to if you want to paint it you want to do a little bit of work you have to get that approval so that's something to consider too had uh, even that one house we sold in grimsby last year oh i'm forgetting the street it's slipping my mind right now but it was borderline about to be designated heritage oh yeah and, but okay, the house was that. falling down yeah yeah <laughs> so we ended up selling it and i'm pretty sure the person was able to knock it down because i just drove by it the other day yeah. it's completely new house yeah yeah completely. so there you go yeah so he, he did all the work before it actually got designated but it was yeah. being considered as part of why she i think she wanted to sell she wanted it, her so. there before <laughs> 
Yeah. So that's it. But if you guys got questions about other things that you should be looking for when you're purchasing a century home, uh, drop a comment below. Be sure to like this video so it gets in front of more people. We're always very excited to talk about this stuff. I know I'm a huge Down Abbey fan, so I love yes. these sort of century Aww. homes and all this <laughs> old stuff. I know you do too. Yeah, we love history. So any questions, drop a comment. We'd love to answer it. All right, let's shift gears into the pros of living in a heritage neighborhood. It does have a lot of pros. There's a reason that people prefer them to a lot of the new cookie cutter homes. Um, I personally like the big large room designation. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I live in a really old house myself and I we went through this huge phase where everyone wanted to smash walls and open everything up, but I love how there's little designated spaces in your home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the open concepts pretty much eliminate. I mean, some people did bring it back. Uh, they, like you said, they do open it up, which if it's done well, it's okay in certain areas. Yeah. But these homes are at their best yes. when the rooms are closed <clears throat> off like that formal sitting it's, room, the formal yeah. dining room. It's the character, right? Like the crown molding, those mm-hmm. massive baseboards, just that it, some of them have like crazy architecture in the ceiling and the windows. And it just, it doesn't usually make sense to open them up, but... Yeah, I, and it's it, I've seen it done tastefully, but more often than not, these homes are best kept. And like yeah. you know, we were talking about the details, the hardwood flooring in these houses are some of my favorite ones, especially when we were when seeing you, one yeah. yesterday, right? Yeah. yeah, we have a listing coming up on St. Clair Avenue, right by St. Clair Boulevard. It's a few houses out. Beautiful home. The kitchen had some sort of like two layers in old <laughs> linoleum on it <laughs> and everything. And I was looking at the hardwood and the pattern was running. I said to them, I said, there might be hardwood under this. And so they peeled a piece up and there was. So they ended up taking it up and the floor is beautiful yeah. underneath there. I think the linoleum protected there it. There is that like 70s, 80s where it was carpet everything. Yeah. Carpet your toilet, carpet yeah. your carpet your dining room. <laughs> so she pulled, I think she was telling us she pulled like hundreds of staples out of the yeah, floor by But the hand. floor was pristine. Yeah. This like 100-year-old flooring was just beautiful. It is. And that's the stuff. Like people covered it up, but now there it is, right? And But that's a huge feature. You, you can't get solid hardwood floors like that in houses anymore no. it had all the the trim in the flooring little patterns yeah. and stuff so that was super cool um you mentioned the moldings as well we can talk about sort of outside of the house mm-hmm. usually these homes are located in areas that there's a lot of pride of ownership people buy these houses they want to maintain them they want to keep the beauty of the exterior character so you find yourself having neighbors that love taking care of their property i guess that could be a pro and con right people who are on top of you making you cut your lawn all the time but it also like it's a safety factor for the neighborhood Mm -hmm. these neighborhoods tend to be a little bit more quiet um less traffic driven i find especially in the saint Clair and um the aberdeen and ravencliff area they're farther apart sometimes you don't get that in newer developments anymore these houses have space between them which yeah. is really nice you get larger lots in like residential areas yeah right? which is pretty cool be those big homes and that's really a pro another pro high ceilings is very common it's not uncommon it's to see nine ten foot ceilings in these homes mm-hmm. with the beautiful mold work yeah um multiple staircases in a house it's sometimes so cool. common you might have i saw one on bay street last year it had the main staircase and then it had this little tiny staircase that went up through the back of the house that was pretty neat just to have that access yeah from the front and the back yeah for sure which is nice and uh i mean that's it i mean the pros are really you're getting that character you're getting away from that new cookie cutter open concept you know mdf product everywhere 
Whereas this, you're getting that real wood, that trim and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I read a crazy, sorry, I read a crazy yeah. stat on um, these homes kind of maintaining their market value. I'm not sure how accurate that number is, so I won't mention it, but I kind of find that true. Yeah, it was a high number. It was high. You can mention it. They said it was 26%. Yeah. <laughs> it held its <laughs> yeah. value. I yeah. don't know, but it, yeah, I we're seeing in this market they are going down a bit they're going right? down but i've seen way worse neighborhoods fall yeah and the thing is it does provide unique options where i could see that being somewhat true is if you're looking in say ancaster or stony creek mountain those newer areas you're looking at basically the same house with just different reverse layouts throughout yeah whereas a character home you're getting something that's kind of unique to that home that you're not necessarily going to see in any other house so that sometimes could i could see that affecting the resaleability yeah and i there so when houses were going through let's price low to get bidding wars i find they've kind of maintained the price to sit a little bit because it's a very it's a typical sorry a not typical anyone could just come in and buy this home it's very particular people who look for these homes it is for sure and i mean one th cool thing we skipped over but uh, i was just thinking of now is you get a lot of cool fireplaces oh yeah in these houses. that's my favorite too and even the one the listing that i have up coming up on saint Clair, that one has a fireplace in the living room it's like really really cool fireplace and yeah. then even has one in the master bedroom yeah right? i've which lived is, in one with uh, that before yeah which is pretty cool so i mean having a i mean it's not functional but it's just a cool architectural design Super. to have it there but what do you guys think? What are some of your favorite parts of these century homes? What do you look for when you're looking at them? What do you like to see? Drop a comment below. We'd love to hear it. Now let's move <laughs> into our three favorite areas that we love to see these sort of century homes. Let's say areas slash streets mm -hmm. that we like. Uh, number one, you want to kick us off? Okay, I'm going to leave you with your favorite. So I'm going to do Ravencliff in the Aberdeen area. That's my favorite. Is that Which your one's favorite? my favorite? I thought, we'll get to it on the okay, list and yeah. see. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I found this really cool because I've lived in that area for a while. Um, and there is a beautiful, so 26 Ravencliff, if you're familiar with that at all. It's this castle in the middle of the subdivision. And it just, it's mind-blowing. You drive up to it and the streets part around it. Um, this house was designed from like a Scottish architecture and it really influenced the neighborhood around it from Sir John Morrison. Uh, I just, I think the architecture there is really mind-blowing. Yeah, it's a cool little street, runs up in like a little court around it. And then there's a street that runs behind it that's really cool, like Inglewood. I have a good friend that lives on that street. And just, if you guys have never been to these streets, mm -hmm. do yourself a favor one day if you're in the area and just drive through them. You see a lot of beautiful houses. It's pure Pinterest worthy. I yeah, think. <laughs> and even that side of Aberdeen. I mean, all of Aberdeen has nice houses. A lot of them have unfortunately been converted into multi-unit homes. But when you get to this part of Aberdeen mm -hmm. near Ravenscliff, it gets really nice. Like you get some really beautiful homes. And even the south side of uh, Queen Street yeah. has some nice ones. Yeah. Like there was one, uh, I was looking it up earlier on Queen Street, right when you come down the escarpment, it's like a 20 bedroom, nine yeah. bathroom, yeah. mansion, like just beautiful homes. Yeah. So that's a cool area to drive around. Um, let's what other street do we like so another one if you're going to be in that area you want to head over to westdale if you've never heard of oak knoll you're welcome because you just found out about <laughs> it <laughs> it is a super cool street yeah um it's, I, yeah. it circles mcmaster and uh it circle it's kind of like yeah it's tucked away it's behind so it. you're not really in with the students that's the cool thing about this street is it's not i mean there's student areas around it but this is tucked on a street that runs along uh 
backs onto the conservation there. It's slipping my mind right now what that's called. I know I'm slipping it too, but that conservation is all preserved. So yeah. like no one will ever build behind you and you're in the trees and the cliffs and it's just stunning. Yeah. That's always how it goes. You know the name of it till you have to say I it. Know. <laughs> and then, uh, so that street is really cool. If you take a drive down this street, the homes are incredibly maintained. You get a lot of professionals, physicians, yeah. doctors, that sort of thing. People with a lot of pride of ownership and they're spectacular homes. Spectacular. I actually only found out about this because when I first started in real estate, I had a realtor that said to me, he had a client looking specifically on this street. If really? you want to go door knock it, yeah. I was like, what is this? Okay, whatever. I drove and I walked, got, went to the street. I was like, holy, holy this moly. is beautiful. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's a cool street. Check that one out if you're in the West End. Um, and then let's shift over to something a little more central. East End. I would be surprised if you haven't heard of this street before. I thought We've, this was your favorite. We mentioned it previously. <laughs> you know what? To me, this is one of the most iconic streets in Hamilton. Yeah. St. Clair Boulevard. If you haven't heard of it, take a drive down it or park your car and just walk along it. It is beautiful. The homes there are gorgeous. There's a lot of Hamilton, what would you call them? I don't know, famous people. Not famous, just historically important people well if you, did, if you didn't street. know to turn off of main street because it's past downtown um you wouldn't just stumble upon this neighborhood so it's a nice little hidden patch in hamilton that's right below the escarpment and I, yeah. it's so beautiful major intersection would be sherman south and uh main street so sherman avenue south that would be your main intersection to go by there mm -hmm. and we actually have a listing coming up on there we got to promote it of course it will be live <laughs> It should be live by the time this video airs. If yes. not, it'll be live within a day or two of yeah. this video airing. But the house that we are selling was actually the home of John C. Monroe, who the airport is named after, in case you didn't know. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty cool that you could live in somebody's house that was kind of iconic like that. Um, and that's just one thing that I love about that street because there was actually McMaster University, some student there or some group there did a study on this street. And I have the whole report. It's, uh, it's a couple hundred pages. If you want this report, let me know. I, I can send it over. But it has a list of all the people that live in that street. It has, you know, who built some of the houses, some of the architects. It's a really cool report. Yeah. But this is a, this is an awesome street. I guess, you know what? Yeah, maybe this is my first one. Yeah. I, I think, think so. Ravenscliff <laughs> gets me starstruck because it's just a giant castle Fair in enough. the middle of it. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. But it, yeah. isn't this neighborhood, it likes to be featured. Someone reached out to you from um, the newspaper? Uh, well, no, there's a, there's somebody from the spec that writes articles on like these historic homes. So yeah. when I got this listing, I reached out to her okay. just to see if she'd be doing a feature on it. So yeah, you might be getting featured in the spec on it, which yeah. would be pretty cool. Mm -hmm. But what are your favorite streets? Are we missing a street that you can think of that we're not thinking of that you think is really cool? Maybe we'll take a drive down it if we, uh, if we haven't. I feel like I've driven down a lot of those streets. Yeah. When it's just my spare time yeah. with a donut and a coffee. But yeah, what are some of your favorite streets in Hamilton that have these historical homes? Are there specific houses that you love? We'd love to hear about it. So drop a comment below. And as usual, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you tuning in week in, week out. Be sure to like this video so that way it gets pushed in front of more people that want to see content like this. As well, ding that little bell beside the like and the subscribe button just so you get notified every single time a new video drops. Because... Uh, one thing that we got commented on that I like, and you'll probably appreciate too, is that we cover Hamilton pretty much exclusively. There's yeah. not really anybody out there making content for Hamilton. A lot of it is GTA. So if you're looking for Hamilton-based content, this is the channel. Yeah. Anyways, thanks again for joining us, and we'll talk to you again next week. See you later, guys.